Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, what what are you pigeonholing me in this? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to New York to explore, to explore okay. the options, not to continue so down this the this time, I thought you were exploring comedy, but it's really exploring vaginas. No, it's a double... You will explore a, many vaginas. It and it will be, be funny. It'll be very funny. <laughs> Welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert cougar mother. That would be me and her stand-up comic son, Cam. That would be me. Today we have a lovely guest on the show, Eric. Want to say hi? Hello. This is actually called Sex Talk with My Mom. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I kind of just like threw it on him. Want to come to our podcast? Sure. Okay. Now you know know what it's about. Now I've been lured into the lion's den. You could still leave. You you can bow out now if it's not comfortable. Oh, I'm ready. So Eric's ready. My mom told me the other day she was in the hot tub. She met you. and That already sounds like uh, (laughs) like (laughs) all kinds of trouble. There's nothing better than meeting someone in the hot tub. Of course, uh, mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, she, so she told me that you're writing this book. Yes. And do you want to describe it a little bit? Yeah, it's called, uh, I'm wrapping it up pretty soon, uh, I think. I don't know when it will be out, but maybe a few weeks from now. I think we're nearing the end. But it's called uh, Five Years of Sober Dating in New York and L.A. Oh. It's awesome. a long title, I know, but I figured I would just put the whole description in the in the title. And just yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> get it knows over exactly with. Everyone knows what they're getting into with this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and also he has a very famous uncle. Uh, well, I did. He's no longer with us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. always be your uncle. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so I thought that was pretty cool because it probably runs in your genes to be a, an author. It's funny, you know. I've only I only met him twice in my whole life, actually. Wait, Once who, when I was sixteen. Who is your uncle? Oh, my uncle uh, was a writer named Gore Vidal. He was a big writer through the twentieth century. He wrote like fifty phone book sized. You know, Whoa. books. He was a very prolific author. Yeah. So did, did this inspire you at all or no? No, no, no. I mean, I, I was inspired f- for other reasons, not because of him. She told me about uh, your book and uh-huh. I was I was interested at the time, but then it became especially interested, interesting for me because I'm moving to New York this summer. Oh, congrats. You're going to have a great time. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I would, and so part of the reason is to explore the dating scene. Yeah. I mean, that it's not the whole reason, but uh-huh. that, you know, that's, that would be a nice byproduct. And I also was thinking, recently I went out, and I, I'm not a big drinker. And I, my, I had a friend in town. We decided to go bar hopping. I had like three drinks. Here in L.A. Here in L.A., tequila. Uh-huh. And I went to sleep, and I couldn't sleep the entire night. I felt miserable. <laughs> I woke up the next day. The whole day was shot. <laughs> and I, I said, how the fuck am I going to date in New York if I can't even have a drink without feeling like shit the next well, day? Well, first of all, te- your, your tolerance tequila. will go up. <laughs> yeah, and tequila is to kill you. I actually drank the same amount of tequila, maybe maybe more, on Saturday night and did not sleep as well at either it's us, but I wasn't even with you. It was weird. We're both drinking tequila. Oh, it's so both weird. Not sleeping. Well, I think it was an anomaly, an anomaly for me, but I don't know about for you. Well, it was an anomaly that uh, we knew the waiter who brought us a lot of free margaritas. Okay. Oh, okay. That always, that always Another helps. person in our building. <laughs> so, 
so tell me about your experience dating in both places and how they vary. Well, or- they're, they're, they're radically different. I mean, talking about when I was in New York, so um, we're covering five years in my book, and it actually breaks down really nicely, 50-50. The first two and a half years are in New York. The second two and a half are in L.A. Hmm. Uh, New York, if you're a guy, you're all set. You're all set. The sexual marketplace is tilted very much in your favor. Really? I've heard different numbers on this, but um, the one that keeps coming back over and over is something around like six single women to every one single guy. What? There's a huge shortage of single Kim, you men must go to New York. In New York City. Why is it? Yeah. Why the hell is We don't know. We don't know. And this is a, I don't know why there haven't been more studies on this or like why people haven't explored this phenomenon more in some kind of more critical capacity. But everybody who spent time in New York, who's a guy, knows that it's great. And once you leave New York, it's like, you know, the, the, the bucket of cold water over your head as oh reality kicks in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're in New York, it's, it's great. That's just the nature of the sexual marketplace. It's just, it is very much a supply and demand issue. And I noticed this, well, I didn't notice it at first. I thought it was just how it was. I mean, I got sober and I dropped a lot of weight and I got really into working out and I scored a big writing assignments. I was very much on top of my game when I mm-hmm. got back out there for the first time in a while in New York and I would be online and I'd be messaging these extremely desirable women and they would all write back in 20 minutes and like, all right, we're going out tonight. We're oh, drinking wow. tonight. We're going to oh hang out tonight God. and you sleep it's with them crazy. all right away. So I was just like, wow, it's great to be sober and in your mid thirties in New York. And this is awesome. Yeah. It wasn't until I came to LA that it was like, you know, the breaks, it was like the, uh, like the record scratch. Like, you know, when the, you know, when the geeky guy yeah. in the movies shows up to the cool party, he opens the door and there's like, uh, and like every, like the record scratches off and like everybody shuts up and like looks at, they're like, what are you doing here? It was like that when I came to LA, it was oh like, God. oh, it's like a rude awakening. Yeah. Because in LA it's the exact opposite. There are too many single men running around and not nearly enough single women. Really? And also, I know that I've interviewed someone who did a whole web series on one night stands. And he was saying that New York is like the capital of the one night stands because of the fact that people do drink and they can get easy access, uh, you know, on, uh, you know, the, the sub- metro. Yeah, yeah I actually I, I wrote an essay about this, um, which might still be online, but it was called something like dating and hooking up in NYC versus L.A. or something. like Oh, that. yeah. But and but yeah, I talked a lot about how in New York. The whole city is set up for brief, quick, casual encounters, right? Everyone's packed really closely together. Hmm. Everybody, well, again, for the guys, you have this huge advantage of there's just not many guys around. So any women that you contact online, either on a website or a mobile dating app like Tinder, they will get back to you right away. You realize after this podcast, there's going to be an influx of people going to New York. I know. (laughs) Everyone's going to run for New York. Um, And it's it's a great town. I, I loved it for the 12 years I was there. But um, after a while, you're like, okay, I'm I'm over this. <laughs> but if you if you're a guy and you haven't done New York, you should definitely do it. But no, the whole thing is Cam it's like it's, so it's, it's a very. I mean, if you think about it, it's like everyone takes public transit everywhere, so you right. can drink as much as you like anywhere you are. And because everybody is so close together, you have a lot of situations. Like a really typical date for me in New York would be, I'm online. There's this beautiful girl, and I just hit her up and say, hey, let's get drinks. Now, of course, she's drinking. I'm not because I'm sober at this point. But drinks, you know, drinks in quotes, like coffee or mocktails or maybe I'll just drink a Diet Coke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you end up at a bar that is conveniently one block away from my place as, <laughs> you, as you do. Right. And it's very typical. She shows up. She looks great. We chit chat and, you know, maybe a drink or two goes down. Um, and then after, you know, anywhere from 20 to maybe 45 minutes, it's just like, Hey, I live a block away. And she's like, okay. And we just go back to my place and 
do the deed and it's you know and, and 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 by and by 10 p.m. or 10:30 she's like all right nice meeting you and she's out the door and that's it and you're right. and then you're yeah. back on tinder getting round 2 the, the next day yeah yeah and but, i knew i and that was that was a slow process for like a lot of guys will do will like do multiple hits in one night that's what i'm saying like i had a, yeah. i had a guy friend who was a really good looking lawyer who lived right next to me in soho and he would have like three or four dates in in a row like six seven eight nine like 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 to the like to the hour like oh he had them God. scheduled out was and he if he if he Viagra really like crazy too well no, he wouldn't hook up with them all he would oh. like oftentimes he would be like no she's not hot enough and then he would just say Dude. after half an hour he would say nice meeting you he'd walk her outside and then get you know he'd make like he was about to hop in a cab and then as soon as she was out of sight he would just go back into the bar and wait for his next date coming Sounds in 15 like- minutes or whatnot and then if he really liked the girl he would go home with her and then he would text the, the later dates and say, hey, I can't make it tonight. Something came up. That is so insane. So he really stacked the odds in his favor yeah, by, we, by scheduling we four dates. Interviewed a, we interviewed a guy for this podcast that did very similar things. And I think that's so risky that you, what if she happened to come back in and say, oops, I forgot my sweater. And there you are. Well, then she sees with you another, with another girl. Yeah. I mean, geez. <laughs> Can we talk? Uh, what, what were your feelings like going through this whole process? Well, at first it was really, I just come out of a very negative relationship experience. So at first it was gratifying to be like, oh, there's great women out there and there's still fun to be had, especially post sobriety. You know, you worry that you're never going to have fun or have sex or Mm -hmm. both ever again. And so getting back out there and not drinking, but still dating was like a revelation. It was like, oh, I can do this. It was because I really didn't know before I quit drinking. I was like, I might actually just be a hermit monk for the rest of my life because (laughs) before then all the sex and love and romance that I'd had in my life, all of it was all through alcohol. Like it was all just like, I don't know how to approach this girl, but if I drink enough, I'll just sort of, you know, fall on top of her, you know, (laughs) and and, and then she drinks a lot and then we end up together and that's it. That was, uh, because I know of other people that, um, you know, on my show who say that they have to get their confidence up by drinking. Yeah, sure. But then... If they drink, then they can't get it up when they're with a girl. So it's kind of like a weird, vicious cycle. I never had that problem, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> as drunk as I got, and I got pretty wasted on some nights. I, I never, I never had that mm-hmm. issue. Um, thankfully, maybe, maybe, maybe if I kept going and got into the later stages, I would have gotten so, there. But so, was it? Is it uncomfortable to? And, and we'll get back to how you how you're feeling transitioning. But I mm-hmm. before I forget, was it uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable to hook up with these girls, knowing that? They have had a drink or two, and you're sober. Oh at no, this point? no, not at all. Um, although I will say that for for some women, it's totally a deal breaker. Does it make it even a- if I really liked her, and we can talk about this too. But here's the thing with New York: even if you have sex with these women right away, which will happen more often than not, like more than fifty percent of the time by oh, far, my God. you will you will rarely ever see them again. Even if you have a great connection, and even if you really like each other, they will never. They won't respond to your text, and they'll never follow up. So it, it sounds like it's much harder to get into a relationship. It's over impossible. There. It's impossible. Impossible. It is, it is impossible. Well, York, what yeah. about the women who do want relationships? Because that I would think I've never seen it exists. I've never seen it. I will be blown yeah. away. Yeah. I, I I promise you, I will be yeah. blown away if this occurs to me in New York. Yeah. I give off the vibe. No, it will. Of, it will. What, what vibe okay. do you give off? Yeah. I instant relationship. Oh, this is a nice guy. <laughs> He's got a, a decent sh- head on his shoulders. You're you're gonna find the one that doesn't want to have sex for like twelve <laughs> dates. You know? Yeah. This is this is unfathomable to me. No, they will. I I I absolutely assure you that you will meet unbelievably attractive women in New York that will have no problem having sex with you. Cam, right you away. may end up. However, here, here's what I'll say. <laughs> Don't get attached. 
Don't oh. get attached. To because New York they, or these women? To the women because they will not stick around long. And again, that's just a supply and demand thing. They are being assaulted from all sides every second of every day with different men going, you know, different versions of how about some dick? How about some dick? How about some dick? Wow. How about some dick? It's wow. it. So it's like, why would he offer you his exclusivity and commitment when he's got... 30 and women men, and at men the, like, like to have phone. variety they Wait, don't be, like to because be it's nice to have someone there to to have <laughs> so a relationship with a guy with. like him might no. do very well there because yeah. of the fact he'd be such an anomaly first no, of all he doesn't have a lot of money no <laughs> <laughs> uh oh you just you just killed his <laughs> second of all he is not like a player so it's something different mm-hmm. He's, he's, yeah, but you you're, will you're, you will become a player just by being. Yeah, what what are you pigeonholing me in this? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to New York to yeah. explore, to explore okay. the options, not to continue so all down this the time. Fucking... I thought you were exploring comedy, but it's really exploring vaginas. No, it's a double. You will explore a... many vaginas, it and it will be, be funny. It'll be very funny. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. So, so you don't think this is just this is just your experiences? This is your. This is a no, no, no. It's universal. Yeah, we've we've it's all. Universal. I, I know what so many. What do you predict many... happens to Cam? Literally, like, you're, you're there for the summer. You're... I'll you're... be there for two two months. Two months. What neighborhood are you staying in? We haven't gotten Hopefully that far. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Okay, so Brooklyn is a little bit different uh, than New York, but I but I think the the rules generally still apply. So you'll hop online. You'll have a lot of great success attracting casual one night stands very quickly. But I don't think you'll end up seeing any girl for more than two weeks tops. Mm. And that won't be on you. And the first time it happens, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I said the wrong thing. I wasn't hot enough. I didn't make enough money. Like, you're going to blame yourself. And then you're going to realize, oh, this happens to every guy. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just the marketplace. I I blame the mothers. I blame the mothers for not training their daughters to act more respectful and demand more respect than that. Okay. The, wait, this is this sounds like something I wouldn't expect you to say. I thought you would be like, oh yeah, if women want to have you know a nice one night stand, they should have. They should full. have. That's fine. But it sounds to me like they're all going after this this rich narcissist, and that's where I blame the mothers. Are they going after rich narcissists? They. Every woman I know in New York has said that. Oh, uh, <laughs> Has said that. Uh, oh my God! I'm so, getting a phone call. From someone Nina is Hartley interrupting right our discussion. Hold on a second. Um, Wait, Mom, don't answer. Nina, can I call you back? I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back, Nina. Mom, <laughs> why the fuck did you need to answer that? In the middle of the goddamn podcast. Because uh, it was hilariously funny. Because how Wait. often do. Uh, you get you, ladies and I gentlemen, did. you're seeing how these podcasts are really put together. Now. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Um, the phone should be off. There should be no interruptions, especially no answering <laughs> porn stars when they call you. Oh, she had a porn star. You should have. This was, a, that was, that was Why a, didn't you bring her to the conversation? That was an. <laughs> I, I should call her back. That was an international Next porn time. star. An international. One of the porn biggest star. porn stars that did in the last forty years. Oh, really? What? What's her name? I don't. Nina know Hartley. I don't know who that is. How do you not know who Nina Hartley is? I didn't know, know who she was. I don't either. think I know any porn stars. Oh, that might be except why. Sasha Gray, and I only know her because she was in a mainstream movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and they talked about it. She was a porn star. An entourage. That's right. Um. Okay. Could we talk about so? Do you, there's no guilt. I, I feel like most, okay, normally it seems like women are offended if they think that these guys are coming at them for a one night stand and then just dropping them. No, that has completely changed. The, the modern day sexual marketplace is now all about you have to approach with sexual intent and you can never drop your sexual intent. If you do, then you are instantly discarded. Wow. As, as yeah. what is like, just like not a man or something? Well, then you get put into the friend zone. A friend zone. Right? Okay. Yeah. 
So women have like two buckets now, right? We call this dual sexual strategy on the internet, but it's like you've got, there's this joke, it's called alpha fucks, beta bucks. Oh, so in one bucket, you have the alpha male. He's the guy that you have sex with, but you have no connection beyond the physical with him. Right. That's it. He's just, he's literally, yeah. So here in LA, they call him fuck boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the other hand, you have the beta bucks, which is the bucket where it's like, he's the guy that you're friends with. He gives you emotional support, emotional validation. Uh, You have lunch with him. You connect with him. And of course the whole joke is usually the guy in the, in the beta bucks bucket is the one who wants to be in the alpha fucks bucket, but is not attractive enough or or high status enough to get there. Right. Because he pays for everything. Does he have a lot of money generally or is it doesn't really? Usually the the alpha male is not the guy with the money. He's the guy with the six pack abs and the double may care attitude. And he's very dashing and cool and aloof and and the huge dick. And he's Chad Thundercock as we call him. And then the guy in the beta bucks category is usually the really nice guy who often has a lot of money, but he's just not that sexually attractive he's and a the Bill woman, Gates type the woman often doesn't know why and uh, I mean a lot of women I know are like I really wish I was more attracted to this super awesome cool nice, nice guy, guy yeah. that I connect with so well but for some reason the outlaw biker dude is just the one who gets me all hot and bothered because there are sound... women do love to be with bad boys well yeah there are, and there are biological reasons for this it's because when we were cavemen you wanted the seed mm-hmm. of the bad boy because the rule breaker was the guy who ran the tribe mm-hmm. right Whereas the rule follower was the beta male who didn't run the tribe. Mm. So ideally, back in the caveman times, you wanted to you wanted to be in the alpha male's harem because you wanted the best possible seed mm. for your because ch- you wanted to have bad boy babies. Evolution mm. wants you to have bad boy babies. Mm. That's why we get turned sex, on by these men. Sex it's it a very is real like thing. That. Yeah, yeah, that's what mating and mating in captivity is about. Mm. How sex is inherently not good if it's just really romantic and mushy and soft. It's not as good as if it's really like yeah, no, rough and, and steamy. And, I mean, and I've never exciting. been a woman, at least not in this lifetime. But I can tell you, like from what I know from extensive like research. interviews and research, quote unquote, is that when women sexually fantasize about men. Well, shit, just read any romance novel and you get, there's your answer right there, right? Yeah. But when women fantasize about men, they're not fantasizing not about nice like guy. candlelit dinners and having great <laughs> conversations and bonding over puppy dogs and lollipops. And, and eating They're quinoa. fantasizing yeah. about like these incredibly hunky, Fabio dashing, type guys. like caveman dudes that are just like throwing them down and having their wicked way with them, you know? Like you it's, it's all about there. Fifty Shades of Grey, like nailed this. Exactly. Can you tell us about your current dating situation are you seeing anyone right now no i'm actually in my longest dry spell kind of by choice honestly right now um there's this thing online called men going their own way or migto i don't know if you've heard about this but it's basically i don't know if i quite fit the migto mold but it's this new thing where a lot of men are just checking out of the sexual marketplace Hmm. and we don't really know why this is there's lots of theories why this is happening it's happening in japan they call it the herbivore movement in japan but I think I'm in this marketplace now where like I haven't gotten online and looked for a date in several months. I haven't mm. had, I think the last time I had sex was at least six months ago. Haven't even thought about it. Are you like, watching too much porn? No, I, I, no porn, nothing. Like it's just, mm. it's not even sex, dating and relationships isn't even on my radar now. And I don't even really miss it, honestly. I actually, after what you just so told us like, for the last uh, <laughs> several, I don't know for how long this was. I don't blame you. It sounds horrible. I mean, it really sounds rough. Well, it's just a matter of, because, especially here in L.A. where the odds are stacked against you as a guy, the amount of work it requires to just get the one-night stand is extraordinary. And I've had, I don't need any more one-night stands. I'm all fucked out. 
Like I don't no, no seriously. Fuck that. I'm all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't I don't need any more partners, right? So so now it's like I might be interested in having a girlfriend. I'm not really into one night stands, but I as far as getting a girlfriend in LA, I just honestly don't think it's possible unless you're like this incredible, you know, like my my sexual market value isn't high enough here. I'm I, not a celebrity. I'm not extremely wealthy. I got know? one. In you know, well, dude, you gotta you gotta share, share, yeah, the, uh, yeah. share the wisdom. Cam, Cam, but, uh, Cam beats the odds. I mean, he yeah. had a beautiful, beautiful yeah. girlfriend yeah. who's inside and out, and he is not. And I would not classify him as the alpha. Is he Chuck? Uh, Chuck, what's his name? Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> Chuck Thundercock's even better. I don't think Chuck, <laughs> Chad Thundercock. No, I don't think Cam is Chad Thundercock either. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be. I mean, uh, you're older than me. It might be. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, you age. may you may very much be like one of the lucky exceptions to the rule. I can just I can only talk for myself and of the many many people I know on the guy side. All the guys are like, we just can't. We, we can't crack it, so like, why play the game mm. if we can't even... Or you could it? just do what my boyfriend did, leave mm-hmm. New York and go to Chicago. So, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> a lot of us guys in L.A. are talking about, like, it just makes more sense to go to New York and get the girl and then bring her back to L.A. than it does to try to get the girl in L.A. But it sounds like uh, that's not really an option either because those girls are not interested. I've had plenty of one-night stands here in L.A. too, but again, you can't, yeah. you can't keep them for more than a few weeks because there's just too many men out there who were hammering for their attention then it's like why and i get it if i was a girl why would i have sex with the same guy over and over again if i could have sex with a new different super hot guy every night like i I just well as as a guy if i had had 20 women (laughs) trying to hit me up every day i would be hard pressed to stay committed absolutely Damn. I think it just also has to be what where you are in your life, and uh, that's the whole thing. I would love to hear our listener responses. Yeah, yeah, listener responses. So, we need you, and yeah, uh, please. This is such uh, a fascinating episode. Get, and uh, we'll uh, we'll let you know what Eric, the status of Eric in the near future. Maybe I, once I really we find hear, out. I really want to hear how this guy does in New York. I want to. Okay, but what you need to keep track author? of every woman you hook up with because I want the scorecard when you come oh back. My okay, God. wait, it's two months. How old are you? 28. Okay, 28. Good looking guy. Seemed pretty oh, cool. Thank you. Two months. Brooklyn. How many women do you think he's going to have sex with? Mom. Oh, my God. Two? Okay. <laughs> and no. that's a, lo- that's a no. lot? Okay, I bet. Jeez. Let me think about this for a second. I bet. I'm going to say in two months in Brooklyn. I mean, it depends on how picky you are, I guess, right? You might yeah. actually turn down a couple girls. You'd be well, surprised. So, yeah. I, 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 I bet five or six. I oh, five so, or six. so I wasn't that far off. Five or six. No one's, that, okay, Cam, that's, Cam that's as you are right say. now. If you get to New York, you might, like, if the beast comes out. I know, the beast then, might then come may, out. Then it, it, you might get, in two months, you might get to, like, well, wait, wait, I well, could wait. see you getting to, like, I, I could easily see you getting to, like, 10, 12. Oh, sure. what were you thinking? Yeah. I have no idea. I, I mean, the, the whole idea of even going out there. I, I'm not even on any dating apps right now. So the you idea don't have to of be, apparently. going seeking no, in, out in sex York, is a very new thing in New York. For me in it's general. all about getting on the dating apps. Oh, it's you got to get yeah, on dating yeah, apps. Yeah. You're going to go back on the Tinder lover. I don't. I have no idea. Tinder <laughs> lover. <laughs> all right. Oh, thanks a lot, Eric. Thank you so much, Eric. Well, thanks for having me. I this cannot. Is fun. I can't wait to see what happens when you're an accomplished author. Oh my gosh! They may, Maybe I'll have, finally get a girlfriend. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a joke? You might be like, "Oh wow!" They—they're going to try to break you. My book is going to end with "I'm so alone." I just, and then the book is going to come out, and I'll have a girl. That'll, yeah. be, the, that'll be the icing on the cake. Won't After it? this podcast, who knows? And that was our interview with Eric Vidal, mother. I have a Buddhist quote. Yeah. What do you think you become? Why? Why are you uh, telling the audience this uh, wonderful Buddhist quote? Because I think that 
he was really uh, had a very pessimistic view of of dating, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> to say the least. And after you know, I, I just after a while, I just kept thinking to myself, you can't really generalize the way he was generalizing, and he was predicting eminent negativity even for you. So. Just, well, I don't. I, don't I, I think he. Well, it depends what you consider negative. I mean, my time in New York is not going to be spent looking for a girlfriend because I'm only going to be there for seven fucking weeks. So, right. saying I'm going to get laid by eight different women is that negative? Is not necessarily a negative thing if I'm looking for that. But given, I, I also, I, I think it was, he was very uh, cynical in my mind. Cynical. First of all, Eric, if you're listening to this, thank you for coming on the show. Well, of course, he's and listening I feel, to this. I feel, you know. I, it was only in re-listening to this during the editing phase when I was like, oh, God, I wonder, you know, it's so hard for me to take in these blanket statements and say, and say like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I know for a fact I have friends in New York who want girlfriends or who want boyfriends. And, you know, every, you end up getting exactly what you believe is out there. Exactly. So if, it, yeah, it, that's so the problem. In my mind, you know, entering, going on Tinder and looking for a one-night stand or looking for someone to fuck is... You're sending out the signal that you just want to fuck. You're not going to find a relationship out of that. You're going to only find a relationship if you really put in the groundwork and try to get to know someone and open your heart to someone. This is how you enter in a relationship. He didn't beat around the bush by saying that you just you go to New York. You you just are going to have a lot of um, going to have a lot of sex, but you're, nobody's going to stick with you. And that says to me that that whoever he's been talking to and and probably his own experiences have been pretty negative that that he hasn't really found anybody um that's you know he said he had a bad relationship but you know it doesn't sound like he's had any positive relationships well i hate to sound like we're talking behind his back so i'd rather not go down this little road of uh talking behind you know okay all right let's start the whole thing over what (laughs) you what Start the whole thing over. What do you mean? You you're now you're feeling guilty for talking about his back. Yeah, I'm feeling bad about it. Okay, okay. Why? You can I, be actually, honest. I just really felt bad. I just felt bad for him because I feel like he is. A, he, he seems like a sweet man. He's a sweet man, right? I, I, and he's got a good personality. He's funny, and and I understand what he was saying about women wanting this alpha male. And I think that there's a, a part of me that you know I I needed that too. When I was dating, I wanted to have like this alpha male guy kind of like I wouldn't want like a softy kind of guy. But you also want someone who's sensitive and, and caring and loving. And it's hard to, you know, by saying someone's only one way or only another way, it, it's it's like you said before, it's pigeonholing. But, it, you know, people have multifacets. There's the feminine and the masculine side. And I think that he's forgetting that people are multidimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that in, in my relationship, I was often... If I left something to my own imagination, I would just view her as this two-dimensional character. And then when I actually brought it to our attention, so if something came up and I was like, oh, she's going to respond this way, I would be like uh, always surprised when I actually brought it up to her and she responded a different way. And I was like, oh, she's three-dimensional. She doesn't. She's not going to act exactly as I anticipate, especially in the first six months of getting to know someone. And, and I will say there have been times where... Even I have felt, I know we were joking about, well, I don't know how much you were joking, but how you view me as a beta male and not an alpha male. And I will tell you that in my relationship, it definitely was not the case. It definitely vacillated. Like there were times where I was extremely alpha and there were times that I was extremely beta. I think that you've grown 
I, I don't, think this is everyone. I think if everyone has both these qualities. I mean, if they're willing to let it out, what do you think about his theory that women in New York just want to fuck? I absolutely disagree. I don't care what his theories are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that all these women. How about the caveman theory? How, I, that that they're attracted sexually to. Yes, I think I think I I even brought that up. Is I'm I again like that. I like that dominance. Okay, but I don't like it in relationships as much as I like it. You know, in a fantasy sexual way. And you're not even. I mean, that's just your perspective too. Look at Nina Hartley. She's a fucking dominatrix. She wants yeah. submissives. Oh yeah. So. This, you're you are just one person as well. I mean, it's it's interesting because sometimes people want submissive, and you know, and, and that well, he was bringing up Fifty Shades of Grey, but in a sense, that's again just one dimensional. I mean, everybody. I think it vacillates. Sometimes you want to be the dom. Sometimes you want to be the sub. For me, yeah, for me, it's it's wild. You know, it it changes. It could change during one intercourse. Okay, what does that mean? Did you measure them in intercourses? Intercourses? Who who says intercourse anyway? I don't know. It's like a course of a meal. Is it? I, in this intercourse, in I'd like to have a side of of dom and a and know, a little in a in a smidge of sub. Yeah, <laughs> you're so cute, Cam. Okay, I, this will be an interesting summer. I, I will I will be reporting back. I'm, I will not be looking necessarily for a relationship because I'm right. only going to be there for seven weeks. So it will be. You better bring out your inner caveman, baby. From I, what well, he, if he what he says gonna, is true, you're going to need to bring out that alpha male full throttle. You're going to have to get some tats. You're going to have to wear some chains. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to roll those sleeves up. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'll you're be peacocking gonna, for sure. You're going to be doing the whole negging. In, you got the yeah, whole thing. In general, I think a lot of his theories are a bit too pickup artisty for me. I, I don't. I can't imagine that it's all, all these blankets. Statements. I also know that my boyfriend came from New York, and I've spent some time in New York, and I can't imagine that he's right about all these women only wanting to get laid and nothing else. They want relationships, and they don't want relationships with this one guy that's got, uh, you know, everything. I mean, they they can't all be going for the one guy. Yeah, I I I think we're all humans, and humans have different preferences. In my life, I've experienced times where I'm like, "Oh, I need the really high girl," and then I feel there are times where I'm like, "Oh, I I just need someone who I can really connect to that I, that I'm going to enjoy spending time with." And, well, and, and I, that could vary on a fucking hourly basis. And the and the hot and the hot guy to me could be someone who I'm like average attracted to. That and then once I get another personality then it, it becomes the, even hotter. So that's yeah. what he's not understanding, is that you, it's not just the one-night stand that you're basing it on. So I, I would say uh, these this uh, interview is very, uh, inf- I'd say intriguing, but I, I, would dis- I disagree uh, right off the bat with a lot of what he said. However, this will uh, I'll test it out. This summer will be a summer of experimenting. I and I would love again. We talked about the listeners, but especially ones that live in New York or in LA, we'd like to hear about your viewpoints. If he's right on target, or if he's just generalizing, and uh, there are plenty of exceptions to the rules. Please send us your thoughts at sextalkpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can call and leave a voicemail at three two three four seven two four two three seven. And please leave a rating and review so that this podcast gets seen around the world. Thank you for listening. And you know, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the cam in New York. Oh, it's going to be a hot one. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.